0: We're all nerds in our own right. Some people are nerds about cars, food, stocks, movies, and so on. Alex Nix and Chris Wilson are just two average millennial guys who happen to be sports nerds and love discussing the world of sports.
1: What is going on, everybody? And welcome to the Average Sports Nerds Podcast. Alex Nix here, joined by Chris Wilson, as always. And today we are talking about the NBA Finals—they're finally here. We're going to recap the Conference Finals and talk about this NBA Finals matchup. Really excited to watch this series pan out. It was great to watch the Conference Finals—some of the best basketball you've seen all season, all the playoffs. Uh, it's just—it was—it was fantastic. What's going on, Chris?
0: King James. I think that's all I can say right now. You know, um, everybody. Well, a lot of people know my stance on, on LeBron James over the years. You know, I was always a Kobe fan, but I, I got nothing nothing bad to say about right now, you know, just just King James, That that's all.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about the, the Western Conference Finals first. Uh, we both predicted before the playoffs even started that the Lakers would make it. It was, you know, pretty obvious that it was going to happen even before the season began. LeBron James and Anthony Davis, if they're healthy and on their game, not many teams are going to be able to beat them. Plus, the you know the um, the role players did their job and didn't throw the game away like J.R. Smith did a couple years ago in the finals. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great series to watch. Uh, Anthony Davis was a fantastic just throughout the entire series. He was really really good. And then in the in, the, in Game Five, the elimination game, LeBron James put the team. On his shoulders, as he said, and brought brought it home. Uh, brought brought them back to the finals, where the Lakers. I'm not gonna say where they belong, but where the where the where the franchise is used to being, and where the where NBA is used to seeing the Lakers be. And I'm I'm just I'm so happy for LeBron. It's his tenth appearance in the finals. His record isn't the best, obviously. We all know what his record is three and six in the finals. Um, You can debate what, you know, you can debate the reasons why that is all you want. But the fact of the matter is he's made it to the finals 10 times. Nobody, he has more finals appearances than a lot of franchises. Most franchises, I would say.
0: Yeah. I think there was only like three or four that had more.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) just with that said, that's, that's, that's incredible. But LeBron James He's still the best player in the world. He shut everybody up. I think he was pretty upset that he only had 16 first-place votes for the MVP after Giannis won it. Um, but anyway, anyway, LeBron is just – he's fantastic. And Anthony Davis is right up there with him.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, the only knock on Anthony Davis this series, I would say, it would be that game where he only got two rebounds. Um, you know, even the closeout game, he only had five rebounds. But I think that was just about you know him playing on the perimeter a little bit more based on the matchups and who was guarding him. So you know, I'm not going to harp on his rebounding too much, but uh, two rebounds is <laughs> that was that was a little that was a little shaky, you know, from you know a guy who's a top five player in the league. But yeah, like you said, on the offensive end, he he was incredible. I know we all remember the game too. Um, buzzer beater. feels like it was, you know, months ago. But he hit that game two buzzer beater for the win. Um, put him up 2-0 in the series. That was it was huge. Yeah, you know, one one and two zero is is world of difference. So I
1: mean, it may not seem like it, but it really is. It's insane how big how big of, how big of a difference that is.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because if you think you know, when you're down two zero, you now got to win four out of the next five or four out of the next six, but, you know, being down 1-1, you got more, you got, you just have more chance. Uh, obviously, the Nuggets won game three. So, you know, I'm not, you know, we don't know what would have happened if Anthony Davis doesn't make that shot and it's 1-1. You know, maybe the teams come out differently for game three, but, you know, just yeah. as it stands, you know, they won game three. So we could say, you know, if he doesn't make that shot, maybe they're up 2-1, you know, maybe this is, a different series. You know, I still think the Lakers would have found a way to pull it out just because they're the better team. But yeah, the importance of that shot, uh, it can't be overlooked, but you know, getting back to the Lakers in general, uh, LeBron James, like I said, he's King James, um, you know, Harman Christians out there, if you read the Bible, uh, you should be reading the King James version. Uh, He's just, He's just incredible, man. Um, we've never seen anything like this.
1: Never will again.
0: Yeah, seventeen years in and Yeah.
1: That's the crazy thing. He's 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 been in the league since two thousand
0: three. Yeah, he looks like he's but he looks like when he's bought he like twenty seven years old, you know, prime of his career sometimes. Yeah. Like Yeah. And it it's it's incredible, man. Uh the closeout game, game five, yeah, thirty eight, sixteen, and ten. And you know, he was only one for four on threes, but if you just, if you watch the game and the way he was shooting the ball in the fourth quarter.
1: Uh, you could tell, you could tell he was, he was, he had it in his mind. I am ending this series right now.
0: Yeah. And he, and he was feeling it, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, you know, I I feel like he got to take over going to the rim, you know, especially when he's not super hot and the shots yeah. just, just, just all right. You know, he's never been the, you know, your knockdown spot up shooter or anything like that. But he was hot especially in that fourth quarter um, he just completely put his foot on the denver nuggets neck and just just put the series away put the game away proved to everybody again you know he doesn't even need to prove it at this point he's been proving it for 17 years now but he he proved it again that he's you know the best player on the planet and
1: for, for 17 years he's been proving that
0: well it's i mean when he first came to the league he wasn't the best player of the league, obviously. You know, nobody just steps in day one as the best right. player. But, right. I mean, he was better than mostly everybody else in their just, first year.
1: I just want to give you some flack since you said he was the best player for 17 years.
0: Nah, nah. I mean, well, we, we all know. We all know what, what was happening up until 2010. We know, you know, Kobe Bryant was still winning championships. And at that time, Bryant had no rings. So I'm not going to get into that because, you know, I've had that debate many times with many people. So I'm not gonna get into that.
1: We'll have that debate soon.
0: Yeah, I think y'all know where I stand on that just by just by how I'm talking about it now. But you know, with that being said, this man is is incredible. Like, it, if if you don't like him, I, I implore you to just you know enjoy what you're seeing because yeah, you know we're probably not gonna get to see it much longer. And yeah, when he's gone, um, like you said, we're not gonna see anything like this again. So yeah, we
1: we we definitely take advantage of his greatness. Oh, I think we, I think yeah, we, we do for
0: granted.
1: for all superstars who dominate for so long.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: my my biggest my, the biggest thing I was I loved about watching this series was in Game Four, the Nuggets were winning. Jamal Murray, who we haven't even talked about yet.
0: Yeah, I was going to get to him because he was incredible.
1: Yeah, he was he, some of the shots he was making, especially in Game Four. Those those runners with his left hand when he was falling down. you know, one of those layups, his like Jordan layup where he went up with his left and then came back under and had it break, you know, kiss off the glass. Just absolutely. Just one of the best layups I've ever seen
0: on LeBron too. Like that was just, you know, on some, some scrub defender they had in that was, that was on the
1: King. Right. And, but the end of game four, uh, Jamal Murray was cooking. He was doing whatever he wanted. And then LeBron was like, coach, let me Jamal. guard him. Yeah. And he did. And he – I'm not going to say he shut him down, but he pretty much shut him down.
0: Yeah. Jamal, Jamal Murray I'll say pretty, he shut him down.
1: He, he was pretty ineffective after that point. And that's exactly what you want from your superstars and what we didn't see from Kawhi Leonard, who I think could have done the same thing if he had guarded him the entire series. But – or in one of, the, one of the three elimination games they had a chance to win. But – yeah, I mean, it's just, it just proves that LeBron has that mindset. And he knows what he has to do to get to the finals and to win a championship, as we've seen in the past.
0: Uh, yeah, and your point about um, Kawhi Leonard is, is a good one, too. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think, you know, it's, it shows a little bit. You know, we've credited Kawhi Leonard as being such a great defender. And, you know, for good reason. He's been probably the best wing defender in the league. But now, you know, he has to shoulder that load offensively. Uh, he didn't have to do that when he was in San Antonio. Uh, he did to a certain extent in Toronto, but they had a lot of guys who could who could get shots. You know, Kyle Lowry, uh, Van Vliet was was very impressive in the playoffs right. last year.
1: And and on defense for Toronto last year, no, they didn't really come up against anybody who was on the wing who was cooking like Jamal Murray was this year.
0: Exactly, and you know they had guys that they could throw at people, you know, Pascal Siakam. Right. And, you know, the Clippers do too, but with with Kawhi Leonard shouldering so much of an offensive load, I think that really had a major impact on his defense. I don't know if that was just because he was, you know, kind of saving himself for the offensive end or, if he, or if, you know, he was just tired from right. carrying the load. So I think that also just shows, you know, the greatness of LeBron James, you know, that he's been – carrying the load offensively year in and year out and you know on any given night when you know there's a guy going off uh no matter the position really LeBron can take them out of that and you know we saw it way back going back you know the best example I could think of was D Rose when he won the MVP mm-hmm. and you know the Bulls were the one seed yeah I and loved they, it yeah they played the heat when LeBron was there and LeBron yep. put an end to all that D-Rose talk. Yes, he did. He shut him down. And this is before the, the, the knee injury, so I don't want anybody coming to me. That to was say, in his know, MVP season, yeah. Yeah, you know, he he hurt his knee the next year. So it was after LeBron, you know, did his thing. So, yeah, that just, you know, I can't say enough about LeBron James. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, he he nearly averaged a triple-double. He, 27, 10, and 9 throughout the entire series. yeah. On 53% field goal shooting too, by the way, which is, you know, come on. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't get all the LeBron hate. And I, I really hope people start to, you know, stop doing that as we get to the latter end of his career, even though he's not slowing down whatsoever. So we don't even know how much longer he has. Cause it looks like he could keep going for five years at least right now. Anyway. So who knows?
0: Yeah. At this, at this point, you know, I'm not putting, any limitations on how, Le- how long LeBron can do this. Yeah. He's,
1: he's great. I mean, I remember reading somewhere no, a while back, this was back when he was on the Cavs um, the second time he, you know, he spends a million dollars on his body on whether that's his chefs or his, uh, his, his trainers. If the Lakers aren't paying for his trainers, I'm sure he has his own personal trainer too. Uh, he spends a million dollars a year on his body and it's obvious and it shows. And Definitely. when you have the money that LeBron has, you might as well, you might as well put that investment in yourself so you can keep getting more money and more just, yeah, it's an investment and it's paying off hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say definite investment. I'm sure, you know, that million dollars that he's putting in year in and year out has translated to a lot more millions. So.
1: Yeah. Hundreds of millions more. Yeah.
0: Probably close to billions.
1: It will be, I think by the end of his career and endorsements and salary and everything.
0: Yeah. But getting back to the series though, I did want to talk a little bit more about Jamal Murray. Yeah. Cause um, he was hobbled in that game five. Um, I'm not really sure when it happened, but I just know the second half, he was definitely laboring out there. You know, it, it looked like he was, he had a had a limp or a little hitch in his step. So that might be the only thing, you know, that left some a little bit of, you know, curiosity or desire for me personally. You know, I, I don't think they would have won the series, you know, even if he was a hundred percent healthy, but you know, he logged the most playoff minutes up to this point, And yeah, I think his legs, they just kind of gave out on him. Yeah. Maybe yeah. He, he should start investing that million. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he, you know, he, he was, he was playing 41 minutes a game uh, in this series. And I think, didn't they have a really long overtime game in a couple series ago or is that somebody else? I don't remember, but.
0: Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I just know he was up over 700 minutes, and the next second was Jokic was at like 650. So he's just like, yeah, crushing it in minutes. He, yeah, they they grinded what they could get out of him.
1: Yeah, I mean you, you gotta you gotta give credit to this Nuggets team. Anybody who doesn't just doesn't you know appreciate it and don't know what they're talking about. Um, this Nuggets team, there they were some grinders, man. To coming back from three one down twice in the same playoffs is unbelievable beating you know this our the second best team in the west with the, one of the best two-way players in the league and who we thought was one of the best two-way players in the league um and Paul George who I'm not even going to talk about him anymore but um yeah and of they speaking of the clippers real quick uh the, the nuggets in that series came back, like I said, and nugget the Clippers have parted ways with doc rivers, which I don't agree with at all, but, uh, I understand it. I just, I don't think it's going to help them at all in, in next year, because like we talked about, uh, after the Clippers lost, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George only have one year left on their deals. So they could leave after next year and not having doc there. I don't know who they're going to bring in, but not having Doc there is, I think it's, I don't know what, I don't know what you expect to happen. Well, okay. You expect him to get to the conference finals at least. Right. But, right. Um, I don't know why they fired him because this was really, I think this was really on Paul George, to be honest, his entire series. So yeah, that's just my take on it.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, the Doc Rivers thing, um, well, first of all, I wouldn't have fired him if I was the one making decisions, you know, because I feel like, you know, when you get to this point, it's it's less about coaching and more about the players, at yeah. least in basketball.
1: Especially the mindset. So just about on the mindset with the players, that's really it.
0: Exactly. Like, I think, you know, if Doc Rivers was coaching this Lakers team, they would be in the same position. And if right. if Vogel was coaching that Clippers team, they probably still would have lost and been in the same position. So, you know, I think that that's got to come down. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George um mm-hmm. you know, I say mainly Paul George because yeah. he was awful they just but, gave
1: up in game in game seven they did
0: yeah yeah they they were just you know they were just defeated at that point, right, giving up all those big leads, uh giving up the big lead in the series um but you know, coming thinking you know in terms of clippers ownership and management, you know I'm they probably look at doc rivers and and say you know we've had plenty of good teams here we've never even be, been able to get to the conference finals you know we had chris paul and blake griffin and deandre jordan and you know a, a lot of times it was injuries and yeah. you know they stuck with him through all that um and you know they thought they had a team to at least compete and be in the conference finals you know i i'm pretty sure they thought they would be hol- holding up the championship trophy at the end of the year so disappointment and i just feel like you know the ownership and management group had to – somebody had to be the scapegoat. You know, somebody had to go and, you know, they can present it as, you know, we got some fresh flavor in here, we're going to run it back and it's going to be a different result because, you know, it's hard to sell that they're going to bring back the same exact team and coach and, you know, something's going to be different, especially, you know, the Lakers aren't going anywhere.
1: Yeah, and the Warriors are going to get healthy. Can't forget about them, and they're gonna, and they have the number one overall pick. So,
0: oh, number two actually. (laughs) Number two, that's
1: right. Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know, the Warriors are definitely a sleeper team, and this Nuggets team, I think they're gonna be better next year. You know, Michael Porter Junior. Oh man, was you know he's still very inconsistent because he's he's so young. Yeah, Uh, I think Jamal Murray and Jokic still have room to grow together. Yeah, Um, they got to get Grant back. I did see he's you know. Um, you know, it's no surprise he's opting out. He had a good season. He's going to want to get paid. Yeah,
1: for sure. So, yeah. He deserves it.
0: Yeah, he does. You know, going into the season, I wasn't big Jeremy Grant fan. I didn't think he was that good personally. Yeah, um, but well, he, yeah. he proved it to me. You know, throughout these playoffs. Yeah, so,
1: I, I watched him during the process years for the Sixers when you know we we got him out of Syracuse and he was always that really good lengthy defender, but offensively he wasn't very good. Um, I mean, nobody on that team was, that was the whole point of it. But seeing his development from when going to OKC and then now Denver, he's really turned into a really, really solid player for, he can start anywhere. He's, he's really good.
0: Yeah, I think, I think so for sure. Cause I mean, he's not a great three point shooter by any means, but he can knock it down. Right. And like you said, he's a, He's a very good defender and just his his energy and hustle like yeah team teams need that like I feel like a lot of teams that are you know decent maybe like playoff level teams they don't have guys that are like just just straight energy and hustle you know you got so
1: the energizer bunny need yeah it.
0: I feel like that's like you know kind of falling off in the league a little bit yeah. so you know it's refreshing to see a guy like that. Who, You know he's For sure. he's gonna get it however he can. You know if shots not fall, he's gonna he he's gonna get a steal. He'll cut to the basket. He's he's gonna do something like I. So I I really like his game.
1: But Let, let's talk about this Michael Porter, Kyle Kuzma matchup. While oh, we're still talking about the series, and Michael Porter was giving Kyle Kuzma the work throughout the series whenever. I'm not going to say throughout the series, but whenever Michael Porter was feeling it, Kyle Kuzma was guarding him a lot of the times, and Kyle Kuzma could not stop him. And Kyle Kuzma tried to return the favor, and at times he did. Um, but those two guys are so similar in their game. I think they're like the same height. Their game is pretty much equivalent, um, which says a lot about Michael Porter because Kyle Kuzma is a really solid player. Um, and Michael, this is what being Michael Porter's first real year in the league, After being hurt, Uh, it says a lot about him and his potential. So, yeah, but there was the one play in particular where, you know, Michael Porter caught it on the wing, took took a couple dribbles, pump fake, got Kyle Kuzma in the air, knocked down a three. And then a couple plays later, he pump fakes again. Kyle Kuzma's in the air again, knocks down a three again. It's just, man. Yeah, but it was just fun to watch those two guys battle it out. Um, but
0: yeah, know, I will uh, say this: I would take um, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. all day, every day, over Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Right. You know, Kyle Kuzma might be a little bit more consistent right now, but right. I, I think Michael Porter Jr. has you know the ceiling to be to be at least an All Star level. You know, I don't know if he can be like superstar level oh, carry I think think the team he could. offensively.
1: I think he could if he keeps growing. Obviously, yeah, yeah, but he's I mean, he's
0: still really raw.
1: In this series, Kyle Kuzma only averaged nine points a game and 47% shooting and 29 from three, where, where Kuzma, or I mean uh, Michael Porter averaged 15 points a game. That's pretty big, or I'm, not, I'm not sorry, I'm sorry, not 15, 12 points a game. So, I mean, you know, pretty similar, but Michael Porter still had the best of it. Now, granted, uh, <laughs> the only, there was, you know, the AD averaged 31. A game. LeBron averaged 27. The next closest person to LeBron was Contavious Caldwell Pope at 11.2. <laughs> it just shows how much of the scoring those two guys do. Uh, and if the role players can hit a few shots a game, if if one of them gets 15 or 20, then the Lakers probably have a really good chance of winning any game they play, as long as as long as LeBron and AD are doing their thing. But that,
0: definitely, yeah, and you know with. With LeBron and AD, the guys around them just have to be competent enough. You know, Need to, to be
1: decent, right?
0: Yeah, just keep the defense honest, you know, keep them from, from double and triple teaming the stars. And more, more times than not, they're going to win.
1: Yeah, another thing I want to bring up is the impact Rajon Rondo made. Uh, he was fantastic coming off the bench. Whenever he was in, you know, you saw LeBron, he was a little more open uh, with his cuts. He, he looked really fluid off the ball. And Rondo found him all the time. And, you know, he, Rondo hit some, some pretty big mid-range jumpers in, in, towards the end of some of those games. Uh, he only averaged seven points a game, but he also averaged seven assists, which was second in this series LeBron, behind LeBron's nine. So he was, he was their secondary playmaker, and he was great for them coming off the bench. you got to give him credit. He's, he, he's been in the league a while, too.
0: Definitely, definitely. Anybody, you know, that questioning if Rondo – is a quality piece for a team. Um, You know, I think those questions have been answered. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, playoff Rondo is a real thing. Uh, He just has so much experience, and his vision with the ball is, you know, second to none, man. Rondo has been doing this thing for a long time. You know, back, you know, if we go all the way back to those KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen Celtics teams, you know, a lot. most of the time it was Rondo handling the ball. Oh yeah, uh, he was setting those guys up, you know, where they where they like to, you know, get shots. And you know, at that time, I I didn't know who Rondo was, you know, until they started playing the games, and I was like, who is this guy? This guy is right. all right, you know, even though he right. can't shoot, um, which he has improved now, and he's actually knocking down threes and mid range, like you said. Uh, he he's a very good point guard, man. Yeah,
1: he shot forty five percent from three. I don't know how many he how many how many threes he took. I don't think it was that many, but. Um. Oh, well, let me see. It's right here. It's uh. He shot. He took eleven threes the entire series and hit five of them. Which I mean, that's it's decent.
0: It's yeah, I'm about to say. Like, I mean, game four he was one for one. Game five he was two for four. Like, that'll get it done all day. Like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and the last person I wanted to talk about that really had a big impact on the series was Dwight Howard. Um, I think it was after game, either after game two or game three. Um, they put they inserted Howard into the starting lineup.
1: I think it was um, after Game Three of the game they lost.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you know they inserted him in the starting lineup for JaVale McGee. Um, another great coaching move I think by by Frank Vogel, who you know he's not going to get enough credit when the Lakers win this championship, but I think he's you know he's had a really big impact on this team. His yeah. moves have been have been great in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Dwight Howard when he was in there. Big energy. Um, He was he was rebounding and he was giving Jokic fits, man. Uh, Just a way better matchup than than JaVale McGee. So, shout out to Dwight Howard. You know, I know he's had a long career. Uh, A lot of people have gotten on him, and I think rightfully so. Um, You know, I never thought he was that great of an offensive player. Even when he was in Orlando, I know he was the the center of that team, and he did take him to the finals. But you know, I always thought the problem with Dwight Howard, especially like in LA and in Houston, he always wanted to post up and I never thought he was a good post player. So I thought that hurt the team a lot. But you know, on this team, he's not trying to do that. He's playing his role, playing yep. defense, rebounding, and he can definitely do that. He's great at that.
1: Setting so, good screens, dunking the ball when he has to. Yep.
0: Hey, he's a big body, man. Them them shoulders are crazy. He got some yeah. of the biggest shoulders I've ever seen. Yeah. But yeah, so like I said, shout out to Dwight Howard because you know he's got he's 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 had a pretty tumultuous career up to this point.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about with this series before we uh, talk about the East?
0: No, nah, I think we covered it all. Um yeah. P- shout out PJ Dozier. That one game they did win. He um, he had the game yeah. of his life. You know, I'm sure most people had never even heard of him. Um yeah. Shout out! Shout out to can't think of the coach Dave, right now. Mike Malone. Mike Malone. Yeah. Shout out to him for even, you know, trusted into him. Um, I don't know why he put him in the game in the first place, but he yeah, came I mean, through. I mean, he missed, a, he missed a lot of free throws in that game actually, but Hey, he came through. He did a lot more than anyone you know, expected from
1: him. Yeah. I mean, he only averaged eight minutes a game. I don't know what forced Mike Malone to put him in there. I, I, I turned the game on after he was already in. So I wasn't, when watching a hundred percent, but yeah, I, that was, that was, that was crazy to see for sure.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, going forward, I just want to say, you know, maybe next season we'll keep a little bit of eye on him, see if he starts to develop more, you know, he could, he could be another little piece for this team.
1: Yeah. So do you think the Nuggets have a chance of making the finals next year?
0: Well, that depends. I mean, is LeBron and AD still going to be on the Lakers? Cause Most if likely. that's the case, then, then probably not, but.
1: All right. You know, Do you think they have a chance of getting back to the conference finals?
0: Oh, for sure. I think I think next year they they should be better than they were this year if they can get Grant back. You know, I think like I said, they got a, most of the guys they have that that play a lot of minutes uh, other than Paul Millsap.
1: Yeah. Are very young. So washed up Paul Millsap. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, he's Paul Millsap. He he's been washed for a few years now.
1: He he like. shot 26% from the field. From the field, not from the three-point line. From the field.
0: Oh man, yeah, I'm looking at this game five. He was one for eight, one for yeah. five from threes. Yeah, <laughs> he was ten for eleven from the line, though. So yeah, but healthy, still,
1: but he yeah. needs. Yeah, I think they need to get a better backup big man.
0: And yeah, this he team started some of these games too.
1: Yeah. So but, yeah,
0: got to get him out of that lineup. But yeah, I think yeah, I think they definitely got a chance. You know, obviously, I think the Lakers will be back. But what we'll to see between them and the Clippers and – Golden State. I, yeah, Golden State. We still got to see what happens with them. I'm,
1: I'm picking Golden State to get back. I don't care. <laughs> Just right now I'm picking Golden State to get back to the conference finals. They're healthy. I, I,
0: I want to see what happens, though. I, I, I know.
1: I know. I, I want to see who they draft and, you know, how, yeah. how the team – I know. But –
0: Because they might end up tra- – If they trade that draft pick like I, like I want them to for Bradley Bill, then I would definitely pick them to get back. They have no defense, then. Hey. Bradley, Bradley Bill isn't that great of a defender, right? He's all right. When he wants to. I mean, I feel like nobody – You yeah, see all the Wizards, nobody was playing defense. We were like well, the worst not, defensive team in the league.
1: Well, for a while. He hasn't – we haven't really seen him in the playoffs. so I don't really have a good gauge of if he can play good playoff defense. Yeah. But, but anyway. Yeah,
0: you know, on that team, he's – you know, they got – Clay Thompson is a great yeah, defender.
1: Yeah, I know. He is. Anyway, that's that's an that's another that's an off-season NBA podcast you episode.
0: Know, this off-season every off-season NBA is a lot of fun. Yeah. So,
1: but moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals, the Miami no, neither of us before the playoffs, we both picked the Bucks to get to the finals. We thought they were an improved team in the in the playoffs, they weren't. Regardless, we're wrong about that. That's fine with me. Whatever. Um, I
0: think I might even pick the Pacers to beat them in the first round. I can't remember
1: <laughs> who the heat. Yeah. Yeah. So the Miami heat won. they beat the Celtics in six games, uh, before the conference final started the Chris picked the Celtics in seven. I picked the heat in seven. Um,
0: oh, I actually said in six, <laughs> uh, That's right. I just, six. I just make it worse for myself. Don't worry.
1: You did say in six. That's right. Uh, yeah. Um, this game or this series really showed that dog, that dog mindset, that fight mindset that Miami has. They're just they're just some grinders. They they nobody shoulders the load in every game. Each game is somebody else who, who leads the team in scoring, it seems. Um, and they just they're they're really good. <laughs> really good team. And, you know, in uh, in game two it was Dragic, in game three it was Adebayo. in game four it was Tyler Harrow, in game game six it was Adebayo again. I'm not sure who was the the Celtics or the Heat uh, leading the score in game five, but
0: well, game five um, Dragic led them, but he only had 23. You know, it was it was a big team effort. Five guys, uh, six guys in double figures.
1: Yeah, I mean, looking at the looking at the numbers for Rico the entire series they had six guys average double digits. And we just talked about the Lakers only having three guys average double digits. And the third guy only averaged 11. So he was barely in double digits. Uh, the heat, they're just, it's a full team effort all the time. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler, he's their leader. He's their, he's their emotional leader, but he's not the offensive leader. It it, it goes from 21, 20, 20. 20.5, 19, Point two to 19. Those are the top four scores. And Jimmy Butler is number four on that list. Um, Tyler Harrow, <laughs> 20 years old. He's balling out Adebayo is only 22. He's balling out. He's showing that he's a top three center in the league right now. I'll put him right behind Jokic and Embiid, maybe even past Jokic. I don't know. Um, maybe not, probably not past Jokic yet, but he can certainly get there. I think, um, He's he's great.
0: He's so versatile too. He really just, is. He's hey. like the perfect big man for today's game.
1: Yeah, it's just this team in general. You gotta give you gotta give Eric Spoelstra so much credit for getting this team where they are, and Jimmy Butler for being that emotional leader. Uh, without Jimmy, but like if if Jimmy Butler was on the Clippers, I definitely think they would beat the, the Nuggets in five games. 100%. Oh yeah, if you
0: swap him with Paul George, they're yes. definitely
1: winning. Yeah, and then – yeah, completely agree. Um, so, like I said, it's, it's all about the mindset in the playoffs. Uh, and Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra, they know how to win. And they got there, especially Spolstra, He knows how to win. And Jimmy Butler just – he does – he just hates to lose, doesn't want to lose. Uh, getting – you know, barely losing last year with the Sixers. He knows what it's like. He knows how much work it takes. And he, he put that on the guys. And they 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 responded. Um Jay Crowder was solid. He he averaged eleven. Duncan Robinson, just another young guy who can shoot, just knock down three after three after three. Tyler Harrow already talked about him averaging he he had thirty seven in game four or game three. Um
0: Yeah, no, just, it was game four. Just uh, he was incredible. Man.
1: Man, he's only twenty. Like he I think he was one of the only people in NBA history. To get that many points before hitting 21, and the only other people I know at least one of the other per- people was Magic Johnson. Um, so <laughs> it's just it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, the Heat are, are fantastic. Um, the Celtics, man, is their third time in four years getting to the conference finals and failing to reach the finals. Um, a lot of people thought this was their year and you did I once they got once the the bucks were down and out I kind of thought that the the Celtics would take it but just watching watching how the heat play I had a feeling that the heat would would be able to get pop uh, get by them and yeah the Celtics man it's it's disappointing for them but as a Sixers fan it delights me to see them lose as a, as a, just a, as a neutral basketball fan, uh, you know, it was kind of disappointing, but at the same time, we saw improvement from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, especially Jalen Brown. He surprised me quite a bit throughout the playoffs. Kemba Walker was a big disappointment and Marcus Smart. um, I, I wrote him off for a long time, but he proved me wrong. He averaged 17 in this series. He was, he was really good at times. And yeah, this, this, this heat team in, in the, in the closeout game, then they just in the fourth quarter, they just went on a run and didn't give the Celtics a chance. And that's all you got to do really in, in elimination games and they just look great.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, there's so much to unpack with this series. Like you said, you know, I was thinking it was the Celtics time, you know, especially after the bucks went down. Uh, I was expecting, you know, Jason Tatum to be the guy and you know, he was, he was, he was good you know he wasn't he wasn't great no he's still young though so
1: yeah he's only 21 he's growth. only 21 years old think about that he's 21 it feels like he's should be like 25 with how long he's been in the league he's only 21
0: yeah exactly you and know he,
1: and he averaged 26 and a half and nine rebounds and six assists at yeah 21. like i
0: said you know we don't we don't expect him much more from him at this age uh you know i was hoping that they could overcome the heat but you know, I was a little disrespectful to this Heat team. I didn't realize how many guys they have on the team that are actually, like, very good,
1: Yeah, well, very he, solid basketball players. It wasn't just you, man. It was everybody. Nobody – I don't think anybody expected this except maybe Heat fans and the Heat – the players themselves.
0: You know what? It, it reminds me a lot of the year uh, 2011 when the Mavericks seemingly came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were beating – every team they beat in the playoffs, it was like – no, nah, they're not going to win this series. Right. And then they come out and just completely crush them. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what's happened so far. This yeah. was their closest series at 4-2. And you know, <laughs> they were up 3-1, so Yeah. Um so yeah, you know, I I think this could be a magical team. You know, I I expect the Lakers to win the finals, but like, then again, I didn't expect the Heat to be here in the first place, so they they could be, you know, just that team and they could be destined for this thing. So, we're going to have to see on that. I'm super excited. But, um, you know, I wanted to talk about Tyler Hero for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, like you say, he, he scored 37 in that game, four, to put him up 3-1, which was huge. Uh, you know, 3-1 and 2-2, world of difference, you know, even more so than, than 2-0 to 1-1, like we talked about with the other series. So, you know, that was, the, in my opinion, the deciding game in this series. So, you know, a young guy, Tyler Hero, first season in the NBA. He he was fourteen for twenty-one that game, uh, five for ten from threes. He hit all four of his free throws, even chipped in six rebounds, and, and you know, three assists. You know, it's when you put up thirty-seven points, you know, adding a couple assists is great too. So, I mean, he just he was he was sensational in this game. And, you know, it makes me think about, you know, the draft process and all the guys that went in front of him, you know, I just pulled up the list here. I mean, obviously, you know, we would take Zion, John Morant still, uh, probably still R.J. Barrett. You know, he's he's on the Knicks, so yeah. I'm not going to – You, you know, can't expect much. Yeah, exactly. You know, even if he's the best player, it, it's going to be hard to do anything up there. But after that, you know, I'm looking at this list of guys. You know, we got DeAndre Hunter, Darius Garland, Jarrett Culver, Kobe White. Jackson Hayes, the hometown Wizards took Rui Hachimura. Don't even start on that. Uh, Cam Reddish, Cameron Johnson, P.J. Washington. You know, all these guys went before Tyler Hero at 13. Um, All those teams made a mistake, in my opinion. You know, like, you know, we still got to see going forward with these guys, but, you know, I think I've watched enough of these guys in college and this first year in the league to say that Tyler Hero's probably going to be better than, than all of them
1: yeah i think he's just a perfect fit for this team too
0: yeah he's just he's a dog man you know he I is i liked was, him when he was in high school you know i know if you will, if you look up his high high school highlights you're gonna say oh, he was playing against a bunch of white kids and looked super unathletic i don't care he was pulling up he wasn't just going to the basket and dunking on people he was shooting kobe bryant type yeah. fadeaways and stuff and you know, I don't care who you're playing against, you know, to make some of those shots, you gotta be pretty good. Yeah. You know, which is why he was a five star and went to Kentucky, obviously. But, you know, even at Kentucky, man, he was he's a dog, man. He he's got that fight in him. And I I am just really a big fan of Tyler Harrow moving forward.
1: Yeah, um, I'm excited was,
0: to see how his career goes.
1: For sure. I was talking to my uh I was talking to my dad a couple of days ago about this, about Tyler Harrow. Uh just about basketball in general, and Tyler Harrow. Uh, his name got brought up. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, <laughs> he's like, "Who is this? Who is this? Who is this white kid talking like a brother who can who can ball too?" <laughs> I, was like, yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> he he invited <laughs> to the cookout. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he's he's great. Um, those three: Jim Butler, Adebayo, and uh, and Harrow. Those guys are gonna really carry the load on offense. And of course we already talked about Drogic and Duncan Robinson every once in a while. We'll, we'll have a really good game. So.
0: And then Crowder, man, he's, he's so annoying. You know, if you're rooting against their their team, whatever team he's on, you know, his whole career, he's been like that for me. It's like, yeah. Ah, this, I like, you just like, this guy's not, he doesn't look like he's very good, but you know, defensively he's, he's very good. You know, offensively, he can he can space the floor and he always seems to hit shots like
1: when it really right matters. when the team
0: needs it yeah. like, and it's just like I don't know it's an unexplainable thing you know so yeah. I feel like some guys just just do that just, I mean
1: for the series he shot 36% and 25% from 3.
0: That's horrible. Right and, I, and I'm sure at least two or three of those threes were like the Celtics are making a run. Oh no, Jay Crowder's open like, oh we, we're fine. And then he, he knocks it down. Right. Stops the run. Like he, he <laughs> Jay Crowder, a good guy to have on the team.
1: Yeah. And
0: then, you know, we didn't even talk about Igadala. Um, I mean, you know, for good reason. He didn't really do yeah, much. I was gonna
1: say he yeah, averaged three points a game.
0: Hey, game game six though, he did put in fifteen points. Uh he was plus twenty on the floor that game. He yeah. hit four threes. He was he was actually incredible in game six.
1: It was his so, it's it's his sixth straight finals appearance too.
0: Haha, <laughs> Iguodala, he's trying to get on that LeBron, thing, you know, <laughs> di- different different uh, journey to get there, but yeah, he's there.
1: Yeah, what, five straight in Golden State and then one here now with Miami, yeah.
0: I mean, you could say he, he was the key to those teams.
1: The X Factor, yeah. you could. Yeah, say I that mean,
0: not, not the best player or anything. I mean, he did win the Finals MVP that first championship, which, like I always say, that's why I don't respect awards given out by people because, you know, they made – in my opinion, they made a mistake, man. Like
1: I mean, it, there was no doubt that that should have been LeBron. I don't care if he lost.
0: Nah. I mean, I wouldn't give it to no losers, but it definitely should have been Steph Curry. I don't care if he didn't play up to his standards. even though know, his standards are just way better than everybody else on the team. So, like, he still was, was decent and they won the, the ring. He's the best player, like.
1: They they got they got it. they messed that one up. I don't know. He, LeBron averaged a forty point triple double in that entire series. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna di- digress too up. much. But yeah, let's let's talk about this matchup. Uh, this finals matchup. It's gonna be a great one. Um, I don't know who's gonna guard AD. I'm guessing Adebayo will. I mean, there's really the only option. But if the Lakers play big, then they'll have an advantage. I feel like. Uh, with Dwight Howard and AD on the court at the same time. Um, but, yeah, what, how do you think the, the matchup is going to work out if if the Lakers do end up going big?
0: Yeah, that's my main concern for the Heat. Um, you know, most of these games, the only real big man that they were playing was Bam. Uh, I see one and – I'm just looking at these last three games against the Celtics uh, – Olenek only got in a game in game five for four minutes.
1: Yeah. And
0: other than that, you know, it's – you know, they, they go small when Bam comes out of the game. Right. So, I do think that's a problem. Even, you know, if they start out – because the Lakers are probably going to start – well, obviously, they're going to start AD. But they're probably also going to start either JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard.
1: Right. Well, I think, I think the reason Olinick didn't get in that much is because of the matchup they were playing – And the Celtics don't really have a big man at all. I mean, they have Daniel Tice and then that guy, uh, what, Robert Williams, I believe his name is, their backup, who isn't really big at all. So I have a feeling we're going to see more Olenek in this series if the Lakers do play to their matchup in playing big, which I think they will and they should.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to see more Olenek, but even with him, I don't think it's going to matter. You know, they might have to even throw Miles Leonard in. He didn't, I don't even think he got in in this last series at all. Cause, you know, Olympics, Olympics not stopping anybody in the paint. Like, he's, he's all right, but he's, he definitely can't guard AD. You know, and if he's guarding Dwight Howard, I feel like they're going to be bleeding rebounds. Yeah. It, this is not, in my opinion, this is a terrible matchup for the Heat. Um, I just don't like,
1: you yeah, know, we'll see. The
0: Lakers, the Lakers. I feel like they did something smart. You know, the whole league's going small, and they went big. Yeah. And, you know, if you got the guys, you know, you still got LeBron and AD. They still have the capability to go small if they want to. But a lot of teams don't have the capability to go big.
1: Right. So, the, the way the Heat played and started the games, they would have Jay Crowder at the four. Um,
0: with, that didn't go work.
1: Right, with with Dragic and uh, Duncan Robinson in the backcourt, and then Jimmy Butler at the three, Crowder at the four, and Adebayo at the five. That's definitely not going to work against the Lakers. So
0: they're going to have to go zone or something. I don't, yeah. Oh I yeah. Don't see we, how this works at all.
1: Well, speaking of zone, I wanted to—I I forgot to bring this up. In the la- against the Celtics, they played zone. They played a two-three coming out of the second half most of the games, and I've never seen that from an NBA team. Really, at all in the playoffs, and it, some games it worked. I mean, they they won, so so I mean, I guess it did work at times. The, you know, the all, the Boston offense looked stifled at times when they did it. But uh, I just wanted to bring just bring up how I noticed that they they were playing zone, and I was just surprised by it completely. So
0: yeah, I was gonna say I've seen a lot of teams in this playoffs, uh, you know, throughout the NBA going zone, even if it's just for small stretches, but yeah. I don't understand because, you know, growing up, a lot of teams play zone. I feel like play against zone growing up and more than you do man most of the time. So I was was shocked. You know, a lot of these games when the teams will go zone, it seemed like it would just give the other team a lot of problems. And, you know, I figured NBA players would be able to easily break down zones.
1: Yeah, and it's really interesting that you say that, especially – because there are so many threes shot net nowadays and the 2-3 zone the threes are is a weak spot uh obviously you got the, the the free throw line is the number one spot where teams get beat by but then you have the two wings uh and the fact that teams get stifled by a 2-3 zone in the NBA is pretty shocking to me but um yeah, yeah I just, the
0: nuggets were doing it a lot and it was it was working for them especially against the clippers yeah uh, Clippers just couldn't. Well, they beat just, the zone at all. They couldn't
1: shoot, but yeah, yeah more on more back on this uh, this finals matchup. If the Lakers go big and the Heat can't handle it, if this is going to be a five game series. I'm going to give the Heat one game if if that's what happens. But if the, if Eric Spoelstra can make an adjustment, which I think he will, um, I think this game goes six, maybe seven. But I'm going to take the Lakers in six. Uh, I just don't, I don't think the Heat, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to the Heat. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I, I want to give them their due respect that they have earned, but it's, I mean, it's the Lakers with LeBron and AD. Like, They have the two best players on the court, arguably in the league right now. Um, I mean, Adebayo is going to have to really, 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 really show out and Jimmy Butler is going to have to do more offensively. But, yeah, I just – the Lakers have got too much – they have too much talent offensively and and on the defensive side of the ball too.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm glad you did bring up Sposter because I, I forgot to bring him up, and I wanted to, you know, say that he's definitely one of the top coaches in the NBA. Uh, you know, he's been doing it for a long time, uh, different roster different yeah. team makeup and you know it always seems like he overachieves uh you know this year coming coming into the season we knew that we didn't think the heat were anything you know a lot of people would question if this team was even a playoff team and you know they went 44 and 29 they're in the finals uh, i think we need to start putting coach spo up in that conversation with i mean maybe not <laughs> he doesn't have to be on the same level as greg popovich but you know he's definitely on the level of of a Doc Rivers or or some yeah. of these guys who you know we, we we say are great coaches. So he's in my opinion he's definitely in that top three, top yeah, four coach.
1: He's already he's already gotten past. He's he's more finals appearances than Doc already.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's probably I probably had to move him above Doc Rivers. You know. Yeah. And I feel like Doc said – other than when he had LeBron and D Wade and Bosh, I think. You know, Doc has consistently had better teams than him, even this year. Yeah. So, but, yeah, back to the series, though. You know, I'm right there with you on that six games, I think. You know, I was going to say Lakers in five because that seems to be the way they're taking care of business, this playoffs. But like you said, I want to give a little bit of respect to the Heat. Uh, You know, even picking the Lakers, just picking against this Heat team right now, it, it does make me nervous.
1: Yeah, it does. Just but, how scrappy they are.
0: Yeah, they, they, I'm telling you, they remind me of that of that Mavericks team. You know, I don't think anybody picked them to win any of the series that year. I know I didn't. I didn't definitely didn't pick them beating the def, the two time defending champion Lakers. They did that. Then they beat KD and Russ. They did that, and then they beat LeBron and D Wade. You know, they did but, that.
1: So like, and you didn't even mention Tim Duncan and the Spurs.
0: Oh, that was the first round, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly. <laughs> like like that's what i'm saying nobody picked them any series and i feel like that's kind of what's happening here with the heat so that scares me you know and that happened against lebron james so it's definitely scary picking against this team but just based on what we say you know the i don't think the matchups are very good for the heat uh, i think the lakers are going to dominate inside in terms of rebounding um and i i don't see anybody that's going to stop lebron james from having a field day at the rim so yeah, I, I want to say Lakers and five, but I'm gonna go Lakers and six. And personally, you know, I'm I'm kind of hoping that they can can pull this thing out.
1: Oh, I can't stand you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Lakers and six for sure. Um, it's just tough for me to, to to give them more than that, just based on the matchups. And uh, unless Bolstra can surprise us and come out with a, a lineup that works and stifles the lakers but you know i think the Heat are going to win game one because that's what seems to happen with the lakers they give up a game they watch the tape and then they pretty much dominate um i think that's going to happen again and lebron i think lebron's going to get into that that calves domination mode he's been i think he's been saving up for it we saw a little bit of it in game five against the nuggets I think he's going to get 40 at least two or three times this series.
0: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if he does, you know. Like I said, I just don't think they have the rim protection to stop that. Um, And either way, I think, you know, his matchup is going to be pretty solid. Um, You know, Butler, Crowder, you know, whoever they throw at him, they're good defenders, but they don't – Jimmy Butler in particular, he doesn't have the size to – to stop LeBron, and then Jay Crowder, I feel like doesn't have the just the wiggle and that athleticism. He can't. He, it's be hard for him to stay in front of LeBron. I just, yeah, I just don't see how the Heat win this series.
1: Yeah, but I'm, but I'm that right being said, I
0: didn't see how they. <laughs> I mean, I saw a path to victory over the Celtics, and you know maybe after a couple games of the Bucks, you know I saw a path to victory, but. I just I I really don't see any any advantage that they really have other than maybe shooting you know if they if they start getting hot you know maybe like that that 14 spurs team that just kind of moved the ball and just seemed like every shot they took was wide open and yeah. they were just knocking them down maybe that might be the only avenue to victory for this team
1: Yeah all their all their all the role players are going to have to step up I think in order to get past the Lakers uh Iguodala is gonna have to be better. It's gonna have to play more minutes, I think. And then Jay Crowder is gonna have to shoot better than thirty-six percent. And um yeah, if Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson can shoot forty, forty-five percent from three, there's definitely a chance that the Heat can can win this series.
0: Yeah, that's what it's gonna take.
1: Uh, is there anything else you wanna do uh talk about
0: uh yeah, a couple things. Um, just some more more fun takes about this about this series. You know, I know we've all seen the beams. Uh, you know, it's the finals we were all expecting. Uh versus Leonard. Yeah. And that's uh I think his name is Donis Antitacumbo from the Lakers. And we have uh My Myers Leonard from the Heat. You know, just, just a little little name joke there. I thought that was kinda cool. And then the other thing I saw was that uh Tyler Hero's current girlfriend. Uh, I wish I knew her name. You know, I should should have done my due diligence on this one. But um, is a she apparently she's in the bubble with him, and that is Kyle Kuzma's ex girlfriend.
1: Oh so my goodness gracious! She
0: she will be sitting courtside <laughs> watching watching her current her current boo go at her former boo. So oh she, my gosh! You know, yeah, so you know, keep an eye on it. You know, they're, they they end up guarding each other or something. You know, one of them gives them a bucket or something. You know, they see it look to the sidelines. <laughs> That's who they're looking to do. <laughs>
1: That's funny. Uh who who's your pick for finals MVP?
0: Well, I mean, they're good. I, I gotta be true, they're gonna give it to LeBron, but I definitely see a, a avenue where A D deserves it and does I'd pick A D.
1: LeBron's
0: I mean, gonna get it.
1: If LeBron gets that Cleveland mode like I like I said he he would, then I think you know LeBron will deserve it, but if AD continues to carry the load offensively, uh, I think AD is going to get it. But
0: I don't. Think, I I think unless AD is like putting up ridiculous like forty fifty point games, they're not going to give it to him no matter what he does.
1: I hope that's not the case. I mean, I think you're right, but I hope that's not how it is. I hope it's if the Lakers win, it just doesn't go to LeBron. But it, I mean, because you're probably cause, right.
0: Because I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, the MVP voting and, you know, LeBron, people saying he only got 16 votes. I'm just saying, how in the world did he get 16? I thought AD should have got more votes for the MVP. I thought AD should have been the defensive player of the year. But these things happen with the team with LeBron. You know, you don't get the credit that you deserve all the time. Um, I Damn thought that. LeBron should have got zero first place votes for MVP. I'm, I, and, you know, I'm not saying that he's not better than these players. I just don't think he, that... His his numbers and his, you know, impact. his play. Yeah, he's yeah. played throughout the season. I don't think it was on the same level as, as uh, Giannis. And I thought AD was – all season, I thought AD was the best player on the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's so. one of the reasons why – or the main reason why Kyrie Irving didn't want to play with LeBron anymore is because people just – you know, they gave LeBron all the credit for winning the series when Kyrie Irving was the guy who hit the game-winning shot in game seven against the, the Warriors.
0: And had like 41 points, I think. Yeah. Like
1: he averaged yeah. four he he got forty points multiple times that series and they gave LeBron all the credit. Um so yeah. I, I understand I understand that. But uh yeah. LeBron, I think LeBron's gonna get eight final MVP.
0: Yeah, you already know. All right. Uh
1: you good? Got, got anything else?
0: Nah, that that's it for sure. I don't have any more fun nuggets.
1: Uh, all right, so if you got to this point, thank you for listening, everybody. Go follow the Instagram at Ever Sports Nerds. Uh, go follow our Facebook page. Um, you know, on, a, on Instagram, we're we're always putting, we're starting to put up more polls. Uh, we're, we're having reactions to, to different things. We're just being more interactive on Instagram now. Uh, so just give us give us a follow and uh, have a good one. Have a good one, everybody.
0: Yep, and keep nerding it up.